Hillsong with the reason why on Victory 91.5. Before that, we heard Phil Wickham with Christmas time. We are two days away. And one of our morning show partners, Capstone Hospice, they want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. They have one goal to provide an environment that cares for patients and their families with love and compassion. They're local, they're faith-based, they're providing compassionate medical care and pain management, and they offer clinical, emotional, and spiritual support to patients and their loved ones. And Capstone Hospice, they are not about giving up. They're about hope and maximizing the quality of life, and they're online at capstonehospice.com. Right now, we're talking about Hanukkah, so this is something that we can still get in on. Yes, it started yesterday, but there's still time. It's an eight-day festival, so you have plenty of time, in fact. Eight days for the Hebrews, number eight, has to do with eternity, so you know it's talking about the future. It's also a, a festival similar to the Feast of Tabernacles, which is eight days, and both of them have to do with giving gifts, mm-hmm. and the best gift of all. Why did he link that throughout history? Because the best gift of all that, that God has given us is eternal life. And so these gift-giving festivals both fall, you know, within a few months of each other. Jesus celebrated both. We have scripturally with him there because Jesus is the point of both festivals. Uh, Hanukkah was when he was conceived. It's also when the wise men came and discovered him and brought what? They brought gifts to him. So <laughs> it, it all lines up very well throughout history. You don't have to just know the birth of Jesus and go forward. All of this began long before that. Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. So it's all built together. So all of this teaching this morning on Hanukkah, I'll have uh, posted as soon as we get done. I can't post any of it until we can post the last one to record. And I'll put that on the podcast and all the teaching itself will be up there. The notes, that is, will be up there on our blog as well, which is blog.victory.radio to listen to the podcast. You just got to go to the More Music app. You can listen on your phone. You can listen on your computer. Doesn't really matter. It'll be there. All right, so we're going to look at the Magi. We're right in the middle of how these people possibly found Jesus coming all the way from Persia. Well, it turns out there's actually a lot more to the Magi than we learn from their appearance in Luke. You can actually study them through history. After the Babylonians were conquered, the Magi still continued to rise and were consulted by kings and rulers and tutors to nobles and princes. Things we know about them or we believe to be true about them is we, we see Daniel becoming in charge of these Magi back at the time when they first taken into captivity into Babylon, and we see their descendants throughout history, sometimes uh, becoming rulers in, in different areas. So while most of these magi who grew up practicing the occult were magicians, enchanters, and astrologists, most of them never stopped that. But some obviously, like Daniel, followed the living God. Many of the Magi followed the God of Israel, and their history and faith was quite different from the other Magi. So these particular ones, they were monotheistic. They believed in one God, just like Israel. They had an altar which burned with a perpetual flame kindled by God from heaven, just like Israel. They had another altar where they offered blood sacrifices. They lit the fire to burn the sacrifice with the flame off of the perpetual altar. Who's that like? That's like the Israelites. They ate the sacrifice. 
sacrifices. Now, that is absolutely unique in anybody because that's that's absolutely unique to Passover. So these would have had to understand Passover, even understand any of that. They had a hereditary priesthood like the Levites. All right, so lots of reasons where there's historically great strong evidence that these are the same folks. All of those standards are found only in one place, the Torah of Moses. They're the rules of the Levites and the Israelites given to them directly by God. When the decree of Cyrus came that the Jews could go back to Israel, the majority of the Jews never went back. They stayed in Babylon, intermingled and intermarried. Some became rulers, some became Magi, and retained their Jewish identity as the tribe of Judah following the God of Israel. At the time of Christ in the Parthian Persian Empire, the ruling house was called the Magistanes. It was composed of Magi. One of their jobs was the selection of a king. Now, at the time of Christ, this is history, they had just deposed their king. So they were looking for a new king for the Eastern Empire who could lead them against Rome. Interesting fact, they had fought Rome twice in the previous 50 years, so they had a bit of history. So, with that in mind, read Matthew 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Can you imagine Herod's heart when he heard that? For we've seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. So these are folks that they asked to come through all the nations around, and these guys have identified the next king right in Herod's kingdom. So when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, disturbed is the word actually uh, translated out, and all Jerusalem with him. So the visit of the Magi was not a visit from three guys on camels. They traveled with Persian cavalry. And the timing for war was bad for Rome. Both Herod and Caesar Augustus were old. Tiberius, the commander of the Roman army, had just retired. So Herod was troubled. The word in Greek actually means shaking. So it's likely that Herod had no idea that these Magi were probably Jews. Or they probably were from the tribe of Judah. And so probably relate, were related to Jesus. When they got to Bethlehem, they worshipped Jesus. They saw more than just a king. They recognized their Messiah because they had heard about him from the time of Daniel. But the vast number of Jews in Israel were unaware. Luke, tell, Luke 2 tells us the Magi never returned to Herod, and that led to a serious reaction. Then Herod, when he saw he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he determined from the wise men. Obviously, Herod didn't want to take any chances of the Magi returning later when the child grew up and crowned him king. So the Magi, in terms of history, disappear back into Persia. Many of them have added all kinds of strange beliefs, but many are still Christians as a result of that journey 2,000 years ago. The descendants of the Magi now live in eastern Turkey. And Syria, they're called the Kurds, who are just part of our battle in Upper Syria. There you go. A little history. A lot of history. <laughs> now, don't forget, check out the blog on victory.radio and the More Music app under the podcast. You're going to find all of the teaching you've been sharing since about 7 o'clock. So, you know, it's going to be about three hours yeah. worth of teaching on Hanukkah. And coming up, we're going to hear a word from our underwriters and then right back in the music. The spa on.